You missed it. Okay. Yeah. We're like, just going to hold. Dang. Now that I'm back in Ohio, I Maybe I should to, just hold it. I need to re-download yeah, be the, my personality. This is, nothing else is going to entertain me. This is super. Did you say re-download your personality? Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, I'm also gonna, I'm gonna also hold my mic because I want to lay back. I know I want to lay back. Sit with bad posture. Yep, yep, yep. That's what we do here in Ohio. I look back at some of my old videos and I'm just slouching out the wazoo. Posture. Can you move? Uh, thank you. Oh. But no one cares. Yeah. Because it's so hot. All right, so are we all care. doing press-on nails? How do you press them on? Well, I don't know if I'll have enough. There's what do you mean? There's so many. I don't need my yeah, whole hand you, done. You, I just like. You just want your a few fingers. Where'd you get these? I got them for free from OSU. They had an event. Oh. They match my shirt. Look. Uh, it was like a end of the. <laughs> you guys can size your own nails. I'm just seeing which ones will fit. Um, yeah, these all look too small to fit on my. Yeah. No. Even the largest one doesn't fit on my. What? Bro, this one definitely fits on whatever you're talking about. Your thumb? About. Oh, just Bro, that's look at this one, one dude. Oh, word. Y yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Who do you think you are, one. Bigfoot? Big, big finger? Man, we should How do, do you one press of these? these on? We should do... There's glue. glue. There, we should do one of these with... All right, I'll let Rachel do mine for me. Karina. Yeah, that was the plan that Karina and I were going to do. But then I left, and she didn't have any. But oh wait, but how long do they last? Like, can Not I take them off long. tomorrow? Oh, I don't know about. Because oh, sorry, because I'm trying to play tennis tomorrow. Oh. I feel like these are not very conducive uh. to tennis. Here, I'll do one. I'll do a pinky, pinky one. Okay. So when I lift up my pinky when I drink. Wait, did you did you move them? Sorry, bro. My bad. My bad. As you guys can all tell, we're back in our childhood home here in Ohio, and we're doing our nails. Only Rachel's doing her nails. I'm doing one nail. Oh, wait. I'll do my left pinky, my least important finger. If you had to choose a finger to lose, which finger would it be? One finger. I mean, it has to be the pinky. Mm. Left pinky, right? What about the right ring finger? The right ring finger? Because mm -hmm. the left ring finger, I feel like, has some importance. Can you grip well with just... Because yeah. I'm thinking if you lose your pinky, the amount of distance that you can stretch is lost. Oh, Right? If you lose one of them in the middle, then you still you have, you still the, have the, full, the width. full width coverage. Yeah. Oh, shh. Dude, big brain. That's why, that's, I pay, that's why I pay you the big bucks that's on this podcast. Exactly. You haven't paid me any money on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a dime. <laughs> Oh, you will one day. Yeah, yeah. One day. <laughs> you don't need money, Andrew. No. You really need to give me money. Not, not from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are funny. That would just be mean if you asked me for money. Yeah, actually, I would like a third of all the money that you're getting. Isn't this kind of strange? Do you ever feel weird mm. that you pay for my stuff? Because I actually don't feel weird about that. No, I don't feel you. I feel like some big brothers might have like this ego thing where mm -hmm. um, they feel like, <laughs> they, feel like, like... <laughs> they should be paying for their younger brothers. But I don't, I don't give a sh**. <laughs> hey, don't curse yet. I'd be like, yo, Andrew's got it. <laughs> We're at the tennis store today. I was like, Andrew, put your card down. <laughs> Wait, where were you guys at the tennis store? 
we want to i want to get back into playing tennis yeah yeah we were at the tennis store midwest outlets now it's called tennis, tennis point. point yeah just kind of threw weird. me off for a loop it was our like childhood tennis store to go to mm -hmm. and this is the first time we've gone in decades yeah in like 10 years 10 years yeah and they still had our phone number in the file it's crazy they're like do you have a membership here we're like no and they're like oh do you have a phone number with us i was like we can try our home phone from childhood that was literally 10 years ago yeah and they're like cool. yep you're in the system i was like what <laughs> Damn, you don't delete any data yeah <laughs> y'all hold on to everything um but yeah we want to demo some tennis rackets tomorrow mm. we got the wilson blade the wilson pro staff and then Babylon. I got the Babylon here drive and Babylon Aero drive. Yeah. I've actually already tried the blade and the pro staff. I like the blade a lot. Mm. I think I'm going to end up purchasing it, but um, I also want to try the Babylon rackets and see yeah, how those I've are. I've never left the Babylon system. I've tested so many rackets out, but I always come back to the pure drive. Mm. Can't leave it anymore. Yeah. So Andrew's buying me a new racket tomorrow. What the, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, just kidding. Nah. Money's been good lately. Oh, is that how we're going <laughs> to intro into this? You know, that um, actually leads me to another discussion. So I came home a couple days before uh, Jesse and Rachel. Okay. And then dad picked me up from the airport. And so we were just catching up in life. And uh, so dad originally actually uh, offered to pay for uh, my student loans. Uh, mm. And he actually did pay for them. And then I was like, no, 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 get a refund because I think Joe Biden's going to get us like right. student loan forgiveness. So I like Did refunded him all the money. Uh, okay. And then the Supreme Court. So this was oh, last year. unconstitutional. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So this was like a couple years ago. Or, yeah, yeah, last yeah year. I remember. The Supreme Court ruled it as unconstitutional. And so I look at my balance and I'm like, well, <laughs> Mr. Biden is not going <laughs> to be refunding this. Um, and then, uh, dad asked me in the car yesterday, he was like, oh, like, do you still want me to pay for your student loans? I'm like, no, 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 like you don't have to pay for that anymore. And so dad now knows that financially I am like capable of providing for Very myself. Independent. Uh, and honest, and also like, this goes without saying, but super grateful good, that yeah. like dad would even offer to pay for my student loans. That's like not taking that for granted. Yeah. Um, but Immediately after dad was like, knew of my financial situation or financial uh, situation, he was like, Andrew, it's time for you to get a girlfriend. <laughs> you need to put that on your New Year's goals. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, so. This man, he could support your family. <laughs> I was like, okay, dad. He's like, he's got you got to And then I got home uh, and then I uh, was talking to mom and dad and they were just like, hey, you got you need to start clearing out your Sundays uh, for church so you can go to church and uh, get a... Find yourself a, a wife. Find, yeah, find yourself a wife. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it is really funny because that discussion, I'm going to ramble for a little bit. That discussion yeah. led into like us talking about, for whatever reason, mom's uh, parents and versus uh, dad's parents and like their side of the family and how differently they view like familial relationships um so on dad's side of the family Arya and nai nai they don't care about money at all like mm. they don't care if like we like send money to them or like if dad sends them more money like mm. to help them live like a more comfortable life like they're already very happy with their, mm. their current living situation in the village but uh all they want dad was like 
So mm. like they don't want money. They just want more people. They just want to see more great grandkids mm. uh, coming from us. Families um, wealth to them. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like they they don't care at all about money, which is starkly in contrast with our white on white also uh, moms, dad and mom, um, grandma and grandpa from mom. Yeah, side. exactly. They they only care about money they don't care about having additional people really yeah so that's why i mean that's why mom was mm. low-key like yeah this is why like i'm not that close with waipo anymore and this is her step stepmom stepmom so not really our uh, biological grandma, just like yeah. in terms of values it's just very different because mom is uh is uh i'd rather have more people than mm -hmm. more money mm -hmm. uh, type of mentality and i think that's why she gets along so well with uh dad's side of the family mm. I wonder if that's what we'll eventually regress back to. Maybe not. Regress is the wrong word. If that's something we'll go back to, or um, like once we're stable, or as oh, a family, as me, <laughs> as personally, me, <laughs> me personally. Because I feel like I feel like I already value the people aspect more than I value the money aspect. Like, I think one thing that. I realized like this you summer. you want more family right now? No, not more family. I just want to <laughs> oh. be around people that I love. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I'm saying right now, I don't need to expand my family and friends. Oh. Like, I feel like I already have enough of that. I'm satisfied with where I am in terms of my family and friends. Right now, I just want more money, and then I'll expand my family. Yeah. But I think that's the stage I, I'm I want to expand, like, the Zon family. <laughs> they want, an, they want mean, a Zon family army. They, they like, based on how much... <laughs> How much they have, like, you guys are already making more than enough money to start a family. Um, yeah, but yeah. we live in America. Like, our money would go super far, obviously, in a, in a village, obviously. <laughs> but um, to, to, like, be I mean, financially Andrew responsible here, here in Ohio okay, okay. would Andrew, go so far, too. Andrew could start a family easily right now. But obviously, there are other things yeah, that are he's trying to chase. Can you put this closer to your... Face? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh uh, not you, Andrew. Oh my gosh, Jesse is so aggressive. Dude, it's just that Jesse's just okay, like yeah, 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 you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. aren't allowed to be tired. We're doing podcasts this whole time. Yes, <laughs> work, 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 yes. Work. <laughs> like, and I'm gonna uh -huh. pay <laughs> you, me, and you and me. <laughs> so Andrew, put the mic closer to your mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Andrew, I think is the most financially capable of raising a family right now. Obviously, I still think you're too young to do so. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm very much too young yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. Which I still think I am too young. It's crazy yeah. because I mean you're already past the age where mom had you, but I am coming up to the age where mom had you. Oh wait, dad had me at ninety five, sixty six, so he had me at twenty nine. Yeah, and mom is two and a half years three years younger so she was 26 yeah and i'm turning 26 not soon though but i'm turning 26 yeah but that was a different time but although mm. yeah and i still thought dad was late like he was like a yeah. late bloomer yeah um but my face no okay um oh yeah i was telling dad i was just like oh yeah like that's that is very difficult finding actually that's an irrelevant comment it's yeah no i was telling dad i'm like yeah getting getting more money is honestly a lot easier than finding a uh a no, wife honestly right it is a lot harder <laughs> i i realized now that you, i honestly i i feel 
a little bit indebted to Andrew because he's kind of opened up my eyes to what the world is like outside of medicine. I feel like because I have Wait, let's check in first. Hold on. Oh, it's, we're right. like 30 we minutes and I haven't signed in yet. We're 30 uh, minutes in? My God. Well, 12 plus whatever, 15 minutes oh, that yeah. we recorded before. But it was a bunch of stuff I'm going to cut out. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Rooftop Pod. I am your host, Jesse, and joining me today is my sister. Rachel. And my brother. Andrew. And today, I already said it, but we're back in our childhood home in Ohio, and we are enjoying a weekend together before Rachel starts school, and then before... Uh, uh, Rachel, Rachel starts, starts school, school. <laughs> and me and Andrew go on with our regular lives afterwards. Um, but it's nice always to be able to come back home, see our parents, see our dog, and mm-hmm. kind of just hang out as a family together. It's, and we have extra company this weekend. Our niece nieces are yes. staying with us. And oh, I shouldn't say their names, but no, um, the most adorable two little kids in the world, super obedient dream children. Yeah. If I were to have children, yeah, those are the two kids I would want to pick. If that's a thing. Is that still called nieces? Yes. They're our cousins. They, Andrew Andrew was like, are they? Are we considered uncles to them? I yes. Guess. Okay, they're our yeah, cousins' yeah. kids. Okay. Well, yeah. What other word can we be called? I think it's like nieces once removed. It's that's like the once removed. Okay, word. whatever. But yeah. to okay. Sim- no one's going to be like, hey, niece once removed, come over here. You're I mean, that's what I niece. call them. I call them once removed and, and no. once removed second oldest. No. I'm... <laughs> Wait, she calls. They call us, shushu, right? Uncle, but yes, yeah. Or juju, no, shushu, no. right? Because it's which is the which is the no, dad side. No, yeah, because that because it's related to us. So it's dad side. It's called oh, you're right. You're right. If you're it was right. the, um, or the, we should believe out the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe out the name. But if it was on the other side, it, we would be called juju. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. In any case, what was I saying before? Oh, uh, before I so rudely cut myself off, um, I was saying that Andrew kind of opened my eyes to like the world outside of medicine because I think for the past decade or so, I've committed my life towards pursuing medicine, biomedical research, and this dream of becoming a doctor. And I'm really glad I chose to do an MD-PhD because this PhD phase has allowed me the flexibility to do a lot of things outside of medicine and research, such as this podcast. And then um, it gave me a lot of time to kind of spend with my family and friends as well. But it also made me see that there is a life that you can have outside of medicine. Because a lot of people, when they enter the medical pipeline, they go to grad, they go to undergraduate, they go to med school, and then go straight into residency. And then they're working as doctors for the rest of their lives. Whereas during this like four year break, I realized I can like do something else outside of medicine and research. Like I can have fun. I can travel. I can uh, consider other careers outside of outside of medicine as well. And um, wait, did you always want to do an MD PhD? No, I think. Um, did you apply for just MD programs as well? No, I'm I applied only to MD PhD uh, never programs. Mind, never mind. Um, but I think I decided probably like my sophomore year when. I worked with this neurosurgeon who was a physician scientist and he was telling me about this MD PhD and he was like, oh, it's free med school. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And I get like two degrees. That's pretty nice. Um, I loved research at the time, so it seemed like an obvious choice for me, but I didn't realize that I would be locked in one place for eight years, which 
at the time、yeah. I didn't really think too much about, but now I'm just I think about it a lot. Because、oh, you locked it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because、yeah. the stars really did align. If you chose to just do a regular medical、mm-hmm. school program, I probably would be matching right、so、now. You'd be. At residency else,、yeah. right now, yeah,、mm-hmm. um, and this absolutely would not be happening. This would not be happening.、Mm-hmm. So if you never had that conversation with that one dude,、mm-hmm. we wouldn't be sitting here right now. I mean,、Crazy. I had a lot of conversations with him. He was、oh, like my okay, mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But、um, he, yeah, he definitely shaped the trajectory. He was probably the、oh. one who, like, I wouldn't say he was my closest mentor, but he was probably the one who made the most impact on my career trajectory.、Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit because. Um, Rachel actually came to visit me in Cleveland、um, these past couple of days, and she spent not s- intentionally, <laughs> not by choice, <laughs> just kidding, reluctantly, <laughs> reluctantly, <laughs> forcedly,、um, indeed. But Rachel spent the last day or so in Cleveland with me, and she kind of got to experience what my life was like, and、oh. what my people and what my friends were like, because she got dinner with like me and my roommates and some of my lab friends. And you said like they were asking you about how your summer internship was, and you had said something that really like struck a chord in me. You said that what you learned from this summer summer internship is that there's no perfect career for you,、mm-hmm. and that、mm-hmm. like really hit me because I was like, dang, I don't think medicine is the perfect career for me,、um, and I don't know if anyone has found that perfect career. But for me, I don't think I'll be ever be satisfied just doing one thing.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think before this summer, I had had a lot of experiences where I was like, "Oh, this is cool, but definitely not for me." And so I always had this feeling of, "I'll just keep searching until I find something that fits." But I always had this hope of like, "Oh, something、uh, that I experience will be like the, the perfect、mm. job," you know? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then so I went into this internship,、um, and it was like. When I read the description, when、mm. I like my friend had this role、um, the summer、mm. before I did, I was like, "This is like probably as close to perfect as it gets."、Mm. And then I did the internship, and internship. don't get me wrong, it was a lovely experience.、Okay. I love the、over. company. You can you can、uh, bash on the top. No, like I genuinely had a fantastic fantastic experience, but I was like. But this is not like what I imagined、mm. my perfect job to be. Like I still、mm. don't feel fulfilled, and this、mm. is still not like it. But there's nothing else out there. There's no job that exists that fulfills all of my criteria.、Mm. So it's just like a place to live where I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. But there's no perfect place to live either.、Mm. There's like no perfect anything. And I think I don't even know if it's better to like just experience bad things but still have that hope alive rather、mm. than like、oh. experience the best and be like, well. I guess、uh, this is the best there is out there. Yeah, it's、know? all about perspective. Yeah, that's crazy because I n- never thought of my career as that. I always thought the career was like just something to like financially meet my needs. Yeah,、um, and I never looked for my job as a sense of fulfillment. So like,、hmm. the bar was always very、sad. low. Well, no, like I I remember having this thought like working at our school bank at like seventeen.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when I decided that I wanted to go into business. I was just like, it doesn't matter what I do. I just want to be surrounded by good company,、mm. um, and that was、yeah. like the only criteria I had for like all, like the rest so of my. So even your、searching. time at PwC, you were living with your homies, exactly, and was, you still enjoyed that time in your life, even、um, though your work was, for well, lack of bad words, 
it was pretty bad, but I joined consulting for the perks of traveling, uh, uh, which all yeah. got stripped away for COVID. So that was true. very different. And that's why I think that's why I liked uh, my time at Gymshark so much, uh, because I think that's like I, I say this a lot like that. It was the closest to like a perfect community to work with because everyone was in like their early 20s. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people had also recently moved to Denver. We were all like obviously like somewhat into fitness i think everybody in the company was working for an athletic apparel company yeah uh, that's kind of just how it shook out um mm -hmm. so we'd go out together we do like club sports together we go climbing together um yeah that no, was just a great time uh plus i had no other friends to hang out with which is why i enjoyed going to the office um yeah your office was your like social life yeah exactly uh which was honestly a lot of fun it was like working on like a massive school project mm. um which is like the aspects of college that like made mess. like the school part somewhat enjoyable mm -hmm. because I don't miss college at all. Like you don't? classes wise, like oh. when it comes to academics. No one misses classes. Oh, but I miss actually, college a lot. Oh, dude, Rachel, don't you like the classes you take? Did you ever say that? Um, I like some of them. Okay, I didn't like I any like of the classes I took. Classes. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up. The only class that I like. Well, you took enjoyed, boring classes though. I enjoyed the classes outside school. my major. Yeah, the only yeah. classes I enjoyed were like I thought my theology class was really interesting. I took I an Asian American lit class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but all the classes of my major mm, was not a fan. Yeah. So for us, like mm. as a pre med, all your classes are basically pretty directly relatable to what you're going to do in the future. So it's all like foundational baseline knowledge that you need to learn in order to become a doctor for the most part. But yeah, how's life? Rachel, how's how's life back in Ohio, Rachel? Uh. <laughs> um, it was... Rachel, Rachel came off the plane and had the most like disappointed and depressed face <laughs> in the world, and I was just like, "Wow, this is her." I'm sorry. Five minutes in Ohio. What am I gonna be like? <laughs> four more years in ohio well no it's just the culture shock it's like coming from like a great place and then <laughs> yeah i experienced i experienced that once a month rachel <laughs> oh that's so funny well um, yeah you willingly do that to yourself you could just let yourself acclimate to ohio and gaslight yourself into thinking like ohio is literally the greatest place on the planet i have some friends that do that but i never yeah. want to turn into that kind of person <laughs> i don't want to lie to myself but it's fine like i i have i have come to terms with what my life is going to be like over the next four years um, and I found a, a lot of different ways to like find entertainment, sense of fulfillment in my life here. So don't worry about me, guys. I'm yeah. doing okay. Jesse has fun. so you many have... hobbies. You could definitely not develop all of these hobbies if you lived anywhere That's else. That's true. I will say as a med student in Ohio, I have been able to save money. Uh, the money has gone towards really oh, the important cost things of living here we went to yeah. get bite bagels and i was like this is so cheap Dude, yeah. i'm not spending like eight dollars on a bagel with what are you doing an ohio ad again crazy. i i know we might do another ohio ad. okay i just need to say this now that we're both back hold up, hold up. we kind of have no one's to. paying us to do this i started eating fruit rachel remembers my time in denver i never bought fruit because that yeah. was too or never i never bought fresh fruit i buy frozen fruit and then i blend it up in smoothies i remember the first day i showed up at andrew's apartment i was like Where's all the fresh produce? Andrew still <laughs> doesn't have any of that. I, I buy fresh produce Does he now. Have fresh he produce? buys bananas now. I buy bananas. I buy grapes. There I buy mango or grapefruits. Strawberries? I don't uh, know if those were Karina's, though. Uh, those were... When did you visit? Sometimes it's mine. Okay. Uh, 
but like i buy like a mango and a grapefruit like three or four times a week after i go to the gym i like stop by nice. the grocery store and buy the myself. mangoes are so cheap they're only like 79 cents oh wow okay now i'm out place on sale but the... no, no, the grapefruits they're two dollars each mom brings out a pack of three grapefruits one dollar i'm like oh my god how does she do it <sighs> how does she do it it's 33 cents a grapefruit it's two dollars in new york that's nuts that's actually crazy uh, that's yeah. crazy man yeah. and i go to you trade Joe's. world hunger with those prices damn um <laughs> wait <laughs> Wait, wait. <laughs> we could end so, world hunger right now okay, that's, <laughs> that's true all, it's yes. all about logistics yeah and food waste and people fronting the cash wait no elon musk this tweet this once like i will donate oh, whatever money it takes plan. Yeah. if you have a plan to end world hunger and i'm pretty sure did anyone come UNICEF up for united nations oh they responded uh, they i think they actually did lay out a plan and then i think elon just ignored it wait i'm gonna fact yeah. check myself keep on talking wait now i feel bad i'm kind of wasting these press on nails for nothing Why? i have no event or anything they're not nice oh yeah this is true <laughs> why would you want to wear these I, I don't think these are the kinds you would want to wear to an event really no they they look cheap uh no I don't know what I don't know what the baseline of press on nails, but they they feel like guitar picks. Okay, the UN did oh, lay out a plan to end world hunger. Uh, How much money did the plan cost? Six point six billion dollars. How but much is Elon worth? I think more than that. He'd have to liquidate like all of Tesla though, or X. Actually, I don't think X is worth that much. X is so dumb. Dude, okay, he's worth $219 billion. Oh my God. <laughs> like $6 is a fraction of that. That's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no. Dang. Well, Elon Musk, you know what to do. Our podcast will be the one that makes a difference. Oh my gosh. God. Ugh. Musk responded on Twitter, if um, the WFP can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. Um, oh, really? Does this look like a little um, imposter guy? No. Oh. It's much thinner. The imposter guys. Oh. I mean, I get it. Like, Yeah, it's not, it's not easy it's to be not, like, here's $6 billion. Yeah, you can't just say, here's $6 billion. Yeah. I, I kind of understand the potential skepticism um oh i was gonna ask a follow-up question i don't know if you want to pivot this into a relationship talk but no, because we're gonna save all that for tomorrow but it's really uh, a great segue because you're like there's no such thing as a perfect career i'm like does that apply i know i know i know i was gonna you i was gonna segue too? there but okay, okay we're not gonna do that oh, we're not gonna segue all right yeah cliffhanger for s- next week's episode when we do segue over there but i do think that um I don't think there's a perfect career, but there might be a perfect combination of careers. Mm. You know? Or is a perfect career no career? Mm, is the perfect not. career retirement? I I think we should all adopt the degrowth mentality because that is the most sustainable way to live. It's just to stop building. Because you know you know what it takes. Don't the most civil engineers build things. Exactly. Therefore we just need to stop. So you don't want a job. Well we Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no you just want in your general industry. because like companies running requires so many resources. Not and... ours. What do you mean? Oh wait, 
Never mind. Like everything at the end of the day. Like if you're working, there is some carbon footprint associated with that. That's true. Yeah. And so. Oh, you're talking about from an environmental standpoint? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. But there are certain essential things. When we're going to stop like the 40 hour work weeks, because clearly it's not working for everyone. You know what I mean? Dude doctors do 60 70 hours exactly like people okay, but those well, are, essential. are essential yeah yeah <laughs> oh you're right <laughs> talking about people like me and you rachel we yeah. non-essential Wait. workers speak for yourself Wait, andrew you think you need to work 40 hours i thought you were saying you don't have to work 40 hours oh okay wait okay i am like, misunderstanding <laughs> i was saying like yeah corporate america doesn't need to fire on all cylinders all the time I agree. I, I was just like reflecting. Okay, weeks. but what about in certain t- fields? Like I think in biomedical innovation, like finding cures for diseases, we should be like firing yeah. on our, also. Okay, you're right. It is very different because I work in I entertainment think, and, then, and you work yeah. in. Okay, yes. Yeah, I, I feel see, like I see what you're entertainment's saying. Entertainment's disposable. Uh, luxury is disposable. I think basic human services and needs like water, clean water, clean air good health mm-hmm. yeah those but are doesn't essential. that take away the flavor of life though well i think it's this is speaking in the midst of like the climate crisis that we're in right now mm-hmm. i think all hands need to be on stopping the world from literally burning down yes. because i think we're there are too late so many that, i know but like are we it's that the mentality that we should just have is just oh it's already bad, so let's just let it keep getting worse and not try that hard. What about innovating around normal human nature? Or like creating incentive structures such that we kind of go away from our behavior? You know what's really interesting? Uh, I'm not going to... Repro- or Sorry. I had a professor back in college at Georgetown. He was very Republican. Uh, but he taught my international relations class and we were talking about climate change. And I think someone was asking him like questions during yeah, a lecture. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying like, yeah, back in his day, like the entire world was freaking out, uh, freaking out about how we were going to completely deforest like the Amazon rainforest because we were mm-hmm. consuming too much paper. And then the digital age came around and then he was like, we no longer, I don't know if deforest deforestation still like a massive problem i actually don't know but the, 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 the attention but has like, shifted but it's I this think is actually an interesting his, his point. point was like humans will invent something that like i i don't necessarily agree with this but he was like we didn't even think that the digital age was like a feasible solution to like paper, mm, paper. but then it came around so like oh. what his argument was like humans are just going to come up with something that we didn't even know was going to exist to like cure climate change which i'm just like damn that's you're kind of like placing your bet on i don't know just technology, like technology innovation which is like i don't know if i want to roll the dice on that which is why i don't completely agree but that was his argument in i lecture. think I climate change is also more of a multifaceted problem right, deforestation just... is just like cutting trees down to build things which we're still doing that yeah um so I don't necessarily think that that problem has been solved either. Like, I don't know if we're consuming considerably less paper, considering also population growth would have to look into this, of course, I to think back we check. do. Like, Philip and John don't have, like, 
paper worksheets anymore. Like it's all computer. They don't even have paper I know, textbooks anymore. Yeah, how much digital. did that contribute to deforestation in the first place? Because a lot of lumber is also used That's for true. like just, just building. building houses. And that is a considerably more timber that's used than like timber for paper it's a good question i don't know um but also with climate change it's like i think the biggest concerns right now are sea level rise um more intense weather patterns and yes like so many wildfires so many wildfires and just like a lot of environmental harm that's being caused by like seasons shifting to and it's just so much more multifaceted like unless someone invents some kind of vacuum to vacuum out all the co2 from the air or like all the greenhouse gases like it's not going to be solved very easily just kidding yeah. deforestation is still very much an issue so uh <laughs> i'll take it back uh, yeah it's slowed Man, down though apparently yeah um so there's this did you guys yeah. ever watch that obama and hassan minaj I did I yeah it was a great interview was it not just pop that clip up i know exactly what you're talking about so fire uh but i think hassan asked obama at one point in the interview Mm -hmm. he's like how do you deal with the stress of the world when you think about all the things that are going wrong like social justice issues Mm -hmm. like climate change like how do you like how do you not like blow up or combust as a human being as the president of the united states being like i have to fix all these problems i think I think he said something similar to like what your professor said. Oh, really? What did he not? Uh, he was just like. I now can't remember. I thought you were gonna refer to another part of the clip, but I was when he was talking to his daughter. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, oh, yeah, isn't that? Well, no, he was saying because his daughter, I forgot uh, which one it was, um, but I have to look this up now. His daughter was like, "Hey, a lot of my classmates are like really concerned about yes. climate change, and mm-hmm. everyone wants to just give up." Yeah. And his response was like. But like, we can stop it from can, being this much yeah, or it to this much. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It doesn't have to be like a complete solution, terrible, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like we can prevent the global like temperature from rising. Like instead of rising like three centigrades, we can maybe like make it only rise like two centigrades, mm-hmm. and like that's gonna prevent like instead of like the coast being inundated, like. 500 miles and it can be 400 and, and only a hundred thousand people lose their homes and not 200,000 which is wow. a difference yeah like yeah i don't know like i i actually really do like that approach instead of like thinking at, of things in terms of absolute Absolutes, yeah. it's like it's not we either We're win or doing lose our best. it's like we do what we can yeah but i think it's also like there needs to be more of an emphasis on it too like people need to understand how dire the situation is. And I don't think people are moving or like progressing at a pace in which that's needed. You know what I mean? Like the people who are at the end of the day going to suffer most from this are people who do not Mm -hmm. have as much. And I think that's the part that's That's just the most unfair. It was just why like no one cares that much, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like they know at the end of the day, they're going to be able to deal with the consequences. Yeah. And that's, on our society all right so this is um the clip at least three to four times a day think i'm not sure you know we we can manage this because we're a bunch of chimps (laughs) 
with <laughs> guns and God damn. machines. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, yes. basically, <laughs> but we're basically still operating at chip-like levels. And it doesn't matter if you have enough, you know, you got a banana, somehow you still want everybody else's banana. And damn. You, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so we're cool. greedy. And <laughs> we're cruel. I don't remember her bashing on this for so long. And yet, what I also say to myself, because I this witness it, is the capacity for us somehow to kind of keep this thing afloat. Right. And to, in this messy way, kind of muddle through. And when we muddle through long enough, in small increments, things get a little bit better. And we get a little bit kinder, and we get a little bit more open-minded. And as Michelle's mom, who's one of my favorite people, and she says, and you know, us old people, we die off. <laughs> and because we've got old ideas. Right. And then the new ideas come in. And that process, mm -hmm. if you take a long enough timeline, can make you feel not, you know, like everything's going to be hunky dory, but it can make it can sustain your spirit because you say to yourself, you know what, if if we can make things a little bit better, yeah, better is really good. I used to say this to the White House mm. all the time. Better is really good, right? So let me give you this back. I know I'm not trying to filibuster. You're trying to filibuster, <laughs> but, but but I think this is going to be responsive to your yeah. question. So sure, sure, sure. But if you want to tee it up, can I give you a little? Oh, look at me, cheese. Look at this place. Look at this. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, you should listen to the whole thing. I have. We have. Oh, you have? We yeah. all have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks, Jesse, for that. <clears throat> I don't know. I thought you you didn't say you did when I asked. I forgot that I had. Um, and any case, it was great. It was great. That was, that yeah. was really good. From the man who had to face all of the world's existential crisis face on himself. He even good. found some comfort in the idea that the human spirit and the human process can muddle its way towards, you know, better days. But I do think we still need the pressure of people being like, this is wrong and we need to be stressed. We need to be active. We need to be doing something in order to get through this. If Without that pressure... We're not going to be moving in the right direction. Yeah, low-key humans as a collective. Very inefficient. I, yeah, equate to, like, a procrastinator in high school. Like, we mm -hmm. won't get our shit together until it's, like, fuck, Last we need to get our shit together. <laughs> like, Wait, as a collective. We all know what that feels like. <laughs> unless, unless it's, like, war. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's yeah. humans against like, humans. But no exactly, really it's not until, like, the last minute it's like, holy the uh we just watched not just but we watched oppenheimer right like the u.s didn't really show. push to do the manhattan project until they're like holy shit like the germans are onto something yes we're not very proactive about this mm. uh even when it comes to like, maybe human stuff. nature is just procrastination we are a reactive human species we like again, to as a play collective. we like to play we really do i and love to play and i want to <laughs> stop working <laughs> So yeah. you understand why we have all these problems? Well, I mean, I get no, <laughs> I don't understand why everyone doesn't work towards these problems. But I do like to play. Man. It's just getting a collective effort. Like Obama said, like 
getting other nations involved like this is a global issue and no 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 the thing is other nations are doing considerably better than the u.s like the u.s is lagging behind i know but a lot of european countries are doing very good yes and like the u.s just it's the thing is with the u.s it's very influenced by who's president we talked about Mm -hmm. a lot of this during um my internship because a lot of people in my department work in wind energy or sorry not wind energy just wind in general Uh and wind energy because a lot of them had considered going into that industry it's very much so like all of the funding comes from federal sources so Mm. if the president doesn't believe in climate change or doesn't believe in investing in alternate forms of energy like you're not getting paid you don't you're not gonna have a job you know what's crazy it's the same with science as well like all research medical research in the u.s like 90% of it is NIH funded or government funded when Trump became president and he was deciding the NIH budget for the year <clears throat> they shut uh, they like put a pause on all grants for a little Dang. bit cuz they're like we don't know how much money we're going to get this next year like wow. we don't know if we're going to be able to fund these people we don't know if we're going to be able to fund these people um i think luckily Scary. Trump was still like convinced otherwise um but uh. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy how big of an influence the president has on the country. Which yeah, is, um, why you should why vote. you should vote next yeah. year. I also didn't realize like how connected. Um, well, I guess I should have, but infrastructure funding is to mm-hmm. federal sources as mm-hmm. well. Like yep. the projection for my field of work is very up because we just had like massive infrastructure bills passed yes um so a lot of people are investing into you know like bettering our infrastructure which is great which is lovely because it betters the quality of life for a lot of people um but unfortunately like other politicians do not value that Mm, yeah i did go to a church thing last night that jesse and rachel or mainly jesse abandoned me at um what no i couldn't i couldn't come i had to give a talk this morning sure it's whatever, <laughs> okay, whatever. but it did oh yes this, this, this does um kind of connect to one thing that i have on here um so the church thing whatever was mm-hmm. a celebration of um the thailand trip this year right yeah so give the audience some background our home church that we grew up in does a missionary trip to thailand i think every year or every other year Mm -hmm. um every two years yeah so the dinner that i went to it has been on pause since 2018 2019 oh so they just started oh you went on that 2019 trip right i went on the last Last one. one and so yeah the team came back from their trip um earlier including our father Including our father, who jokingly said that you gained 12 siblings because he essentially became a dad on that trip. They all call him father they now. They call him dad now, um, which was really funny. We have a lot of extended children. We yeah. do. Yeah. I think like Adopted all children. of my best friends have at some point called our parents either mom and dad or grandpa and grandma. Yeah. Which is crazy. Grandpa and grandma. Damn. Yeah. yeah well, no, they they tell them to call them that. What? So it's like self-induced. Why? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> um, Your friends? Yeah, like. But you're like bleep, their age. Bleep. Yeah. I like how you self-believed it. Yeah, we have no idea what you're talking about. about. <laughs> um. And you'll never know. 
Uh, one one interesting thing that I want to talk about, and mm. I want to ask Rachel if you experienced this on your Thailand trip. But do you remember? Hold on, I'm gonna finish chewing this. Uh, I was gonna say finish chewing my man's. Put your mic away oh, while yeah. you're chewing. Some ASMR. That's something that I learned to do at work. Is whenever I was eating during calls, I would like flip my mic up so no one would hear me chewing. Yeah, go on mute when you chew. Yeah. Jesse, you need to learn how to do that. Yes, you good. maybe you Zoom need to etiquette. be in corporate America, so you need you can oh, learn no, these little mannerisms. Needs to be in corporate America, though. This is also true. <laughs> um, what I also learned is everyone hates working. Uh, yeah. Who loves work? Oh, my manager. I mean, if given an opportunity, would he? No, he would work. Okay. He I would work too. Work. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. I love science and research. I don't love doing like the day-to-day -day science stuff but i love thinking about ideas and writing about ideas i think which is the perfect being a pi is like one of the perfect jobs for that except for you don't get paid that much it's the only problem um mm. so the question i was going to ask <coughs> rachel <coughs> Jesus. wow man went down the wrong um anyways when you were in Thailand, did you experience any like um, supernatural things or like demon possession or anything like that? Nerd. Not you personally experienced, Not but like her. see any of it. Mm -mm. That would be her personally experiencing if she saw demon possession. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, I was like, not like oh, you was personally she demon possessed. possessed. <laughs> what, did I get possessed by a demon? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I mean. So the thailand the main thailand missionary does tell a lot of stories about demon possession yeah isn't which is why it's a yeah but he's been a missionary for a long time and he has like three main stories that he tells so it's not frequent uh, oh boy. is it the one uh person got who got possessed by a tiger spirit or something that one little girl does he still tell that one i thought that was Uncle Reggie. so this um, this missionary used to come to our place and like stay with us and he would tell us like stories at night about like the demons that he's casted out Which is really interesting because I was talking to about this um, when I was in Chicago we We're just talking about like what how the devil manifests in different societies oh, and culture so lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> Okay oh, no. That's the work of the devil right there <laughs> That's how he manifests. <laughs> That's in how Ohio. he manifests in Rachel's life. This is so uh, sad. <laughs> Y'all, what the? I don't notice it can't from tell. afar. No really? One can tell. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't either. Should I rip it off? Up to you. Um, but I was saying that in in like third world countries or in very spiritual places. Okay, so there's so many like um little history tidbits that uh he was giving us because in the east uh people are super spiritual and they believe in spirits and villages are based off of like whatever spirits or deity that uh govern their land mm. and so um what he's saying is in like villages in china people would basically invite him to his village because they because mark knew of a god that could cast out the demons that were plaguing their village so okay. like a lot of people converted to Christianity because they're like, oh, uh, your God can cast out these demons and restore a village. Okay. Um. So Mark was saying... like, I experienced a lot of, like, spiritual warfare, um, in in China that Mark was manifested. exorcisms. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? Did it? I don't like that. Please don't, don't do touch that. me. <laughs> um, Rachel's the the demon in our home. <laughs> Damn. That feels weirdly sexist. Wait, what? what? That's not what I. Mean. Let's let's examine the gender dynamics here. So if I point you out for anything, it's sexist. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark. Anyways, yeah. So Mark was saying that. Um, He's like, but in America, on the contrary, uh, it's not a very spiritual culture or society. Like, there's no, no one really cares or thinks spiritually. Everyone's very materialistic and worldly here. No one, there's no aspect of spirituality here or this, this, the sense of spirituality is much weaker here. And so what, we, what he was explaining is that um, the devil manifests himself in different ways in the Western world. So like here in the U.S., the devil manifests itself as like greed as late stage like, capitalism as, <laughs> as late stage capitalism um so he's like yeah it's very uncommon that you would experience something like that and for me in a as a person from the medical career who has been taught to like basically over diagnose and over medicalize basically everything i was like have you ever thought about like people who are possessed by demons to be like undergoing uh, a period of psychosis or like some sort of mental health disorder and he was thinking about it he's like huh that's like it's it's not the same but um if you think about someone going crazy you yeah. see that happening here yeah but he's just like no it's different over there like people who are possessed by demons they're like voices change they're like strength changes they're like able to like fight off like like a little girl can fight off like 10 men. I was like, oh, okay, like that doesn't sound like any sort of psychosis that I've heard of. But there are like, huh. um, yeah. And then okay. the, he's like, there are people who like sell their souls to the devil in China. Yeah. Where they become a completely different person after they go through these like spiritual rituals. Like they're just completely overtaken by the devil. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. But I, do you have the desire to kind of witness that witness that yourself because that would make me reconsider my beliefs <laughs> if i saw something like that hold on wait a minute wait yeah a minute. um no i already don't like horror movies i don't need this in my life for real yeah and i think that's why horror movies had such a strong impact on us yeah. as a kid because we're like oh this shit is real like whenever we watch a demon possession not stem that far i'm really thinking about it. i'm like like does my intellectual curiosity stem to the point where like if it is real do i want to see it or mm. is ignorance bliss mm. and i i'm not gonna lie i might be teetering on the ladder right now i think my curiosity makes me kind of want to experience something Damn. like that but you said you were probably the closest to experiencing something like that being in like the villages of thailand I don't where think... came up with all these stories i i need to bleep that name out no, I didn't experience anything like yeah. that. Mm. I think it was a very spiritual experience in general. Um, it's more spiritual highs, though. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, I think the one thing that really impacted me there was just seeing the communities that had built and then which was why like i decided to go into the field that i went oh, into right you wrote about yeah your thailand trip in your college app i forgot about that not as my main essay but it was oh. as like a motivating wow. point because i remember that that was yeah a good essay. i like that one thank you 
don't don't make it one of those like white savior mission trip oh my gosh i didn't expect that i would learn so much from these <laughs> communities yada 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 no mine was more so of like <laughs> <laughs> they already good on their own <laughs> No, like, I, yeah, like, when we went in, they were very clear about, like, and this is what I appreciate about our church, is that we, I think because it is an immigrant church, like, we don't have that expectation that, like, we don't have a colonial mindset, if that makes sense. Like, we're not expecting to go into these places and be like, we're going to change your lives. It's more of like, a we want to learn about their experiences and we want to help out in the ways that we can with the local people that already do it there. Like, we know that we're not going to be the ones who know the most about those communities and how to help them. So what we do is sponsor missionaries which is something that I appreciate about our church that's like maybe different than how some other churches run. Um, I guess a little ad for our church. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I think, yeah, it was a, it was a moving experience in other ways. Not so much on the demon possession side. (laughs) I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever growing up, I think one of my biggest problems with religion growing up was I didn't see a very strong separation between what was a spiritual experience and what was an emotional experience. Because I think I often conflated the two. Do you think it was because you suppressed your emotions? Uh, What do you mean by that? Personal emotions. So when it came to spiritual things. That was like my only way of expressing myself emotionally. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't think so. I think my biggest struggle was when I felt the Holy Spirit. Was that just like an emotional, like, oh, it's this song out. sounds really good. Like, like the beat be hidden, that G, E minor, yeah. D, C chord. <laughs> going Sometimes in. I like, yeah, like I, I think I've said on previous podcasts, like I've had those same experiences in a secular um, situation where basically i felt the same spiritual kind of experience (laughs) oh my god they come back immediately start dude okay that's the thing sorry i'm gonna derail you for a second i was talking to mom about this philip and john so much about derailments this summer (laughs) continue (laughs) that was like a trigger word for me Philip and John are now going to be a sophomore in high school, an eighth oh, grader. There's a door And slam. they fight every single day. Yep. Sorry, they're going to learn about this on the podcast later that I'm exposing them like this. I'm sorry. But I was Did thinking back to, that much back that's then? why I was asking mom. And mom was like, maybe it's just been too many years. But she was like, I don't remember you guys fighting. <clears throat> and I'm also thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure once you got to high school, definitely when I got to high school, we didn't fight anymore. But we kind of lived separate lives. Like, we, exactly. we just stayed out of each other's ways, dude, almost. John tattles on Philip so often. I'm like, dude, help a brother John's, out, John's man. a rat. Come on, John. John's a snake. Why are you snitching on him? Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. John. I exposed you. You're going to hate me for this No, but John's life. also, like, the best of us at the same time. Oh, uh, in some uh, ways. Wait, he's, he, he shows the most the promise. Mo- he shows the most promise, yeah. But uh, well, let's be... get, Yeah, yeah, let's gas John up Actually, real quick. I don't know. Wait, because <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about our whole family dynamic, right? Okay. Who do you think has the most know. promise in our family? Ha- who has like the most confluence? Because I think we all have are good in different fields, and that 
Some of us have good ideas. Some of us work hard, but none of us have like both together. Yeah. So I think John <laughs> might be the same way. Like I don't see a lot of work hard in John either. Uh, I think he does in his own ways. Like he'll get into a little rabbit hole of like making origami and like pursuing these little passion projects. But he doesn't do have the tenacity of like I don't know. Like I think true working hard. This is I think true work like uh I need to think of a better word than just saying working hard, but true like dedication and grind is like putting an effort to something that you don't like doing. Um that's like true discipline. Yeah, and I think you Andrew do a good job at that. Yeah, so like that's Same why like that. yeah. The thing with like But Rachel's saying you don't have good ideas. Though. No, I don't. I'm like I'm <laughs> Because think about it, like, I'm the one who went to business school. I didn't start a single business or, like, have any, like, entrepreneurial bone in my body. Uh, I sold out and did consulting. Then I, like, went corporate to corporate. Yeah, but, but that's what everyone does in your school. I mean, yeah. But, like, I look at you who went to med school. Uh, and you're like constantly trying to, like, when I say good oh, ideas, execute. I mean, like, people mm. who have some vision to change the world in some way. I have that. I'm or trying like to make change, humans live forever. Change their communities in a certain way too. Like just like thinking a little bigger. Yeah, so like, I think Andrew has I good ideas personally, but like mm. the bandwidth to also like bring that outside of you know, like I'm saying Damn, you're saying you no, got a small brain. A, a small brain. No, because I have zero dedication. I have zero grit and grind. But she got big brain. She got big brain. <laughs> I don't have big brains. I just think outside of like no, big vision. My, no, that's totally fair. Because you know? I used to always say I can put my head down and work. Like that's fine. I can I can just go nose to the grindstone, um, which is why I was like, screw it. Yeah, I can go into consulting or like even investment banking was what I was original considering. Um, Dang, what was I going to go with this? You don't think John has that? Hmm? You don't think John has grit and grind? I don't think I know John. No, enough, I don't think he does, actually. what mom tells me. He like, does the right. piano thing. Yeah, he's yeah. a piano prodigy, but he doesn't right. work a uh, lick. You're so right. Because, like, I even remember being John's age. I asked John if he was in double honors, um, which is where you can just skip a level of math. Uh, and John's like, no. And I was like, oh, did you, like, decide to take the test? And he's like, yeah, I failed miserably. I just didn't study for it. But I remember back when I was in eighth grade, I asked dad to buy me an Algebra 2 textbook. And then I just taught myself, or no, I just think it was just Algebra. I For like a free summer, I just taught myself Algebra. I look back yeah, to that, I'm that, like, did I do that I in like eighth grade? I also did that, but I had dad teach me. Oh, yeah. But I just like, I remember taking that textbook everywhere I went to like camping trips to like church. And I just like learned factoring uh, in my free time. And I'm like... Damn, I think Damn. honestly, even past me, I think I had more dedication than I do now sometimes. But um, yeah, I had that dedication and grind for hobbies. I've been a hobbyist my entire life growing up. Mm. Do you, I mean, dude, I have like an archive of hobbies yeah, that I've been man, through, and that like you cycle. I have a through. graveyard of hobbies, and I think yeah. I just I put my I like put my all into getting as good as I can at that hobby. But then once I reach a certain limit, I'm just like. This is boring. Like, I'm already above average at this now. I'm going to stop. Like, longboarding? <laughs> huh? Or you don't even get there. Or you, you like, buy the you bought a longboard. You got, like, all these custom wheels and everything. You go, I'm going to longboard everywhere when I get to Hopkins. You didn't even take that to college. <laughs> That's true. Stop, stop making eating noises. That is one that I didn't actually follow through on. Oh, that's fine. I mean, you did. I remember mm. living with you. You had a lot of... You've had a lot of hobbies. Yeah, I've had a lot of hobbies. No, no, no. that's something I I was gonna say you've been getting better at because that's something that used to annoy me that you would just 
give up so easily or not give up you just cycle through things so quickly i would find a new passion project um, immediately after yeah i was you're actually seeing th things through now i'm like good job yeah. jesse yeah i don't think you did that as much I don't in think high so. school um, i like the fact that you still enjoy golfing i'm just like oh wow he he actually still likes golfing and i'm like come on hello dad okay in like oh, uh 20 minutes sure i I mean, we have another call, but yeah, that's fine. Oh, we can take it at dinner. Uh, it's gonna be real loud. We probably have to go upstairs with our dinner. Uh, um, message. What was I saying? Oh yeah, no, I I already know that I've enjoyed golf. I've been playing golf for two, what two years now. You're gonna stop. You're gonna cycle out of this one. I can see myself cycling out because wow. this. I remember feeling this for skiing. And oh you're right you don't i don't i forgot i'm not a fiend for skiing anymore no you're not whoa you're but right it's only because you can... i know that what i want to achieve in skiing i'll have to put my body at risk because i already hurt myself skiing mm. and i was like if i want to be really good at this i'm gonna have to go through cycles of injury that i'm not prepared to like put myself through like i want to be able to do over the head tricks i want to be able to hit rails high rails and I know that in oh, order for me to it. do that, I need a lot of resources, Falling. a lot of snow, and youthful limbs that I just don't have no, anymore. No, you don't. Go like watch I our TikTok on Jesse pulling rails. his hamstring. His body is uh, no, fragile. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not fragile. Trust me. I'm tenacious. <laughs> That's <laughs> can, not what he's like. Did you wear like knee pads? No, those dude. <laughs> you're not cool if, you're wearing if, you, knee pads. if you wanted. To be no, safe while learning dude, these things. Dude, the cool kids don't even wear helmets. I'm not one that's, of those people. That's though. bad. You yeah, should wear your helmet. You should definitely wear your helmets. But, you know, those... Head are, injuries are serious. Yeah. But, yeah, but with golf, there's no, like, the the really, the only thing in your way of, like, achieving, like, true mastery of golf is just, like, time. Can't you get a bad bat from golf? Is that what it is? Wait, or what? Elbow? Like you, you can don't go, you torque your body in a way that's yeah, like not can, good for you. You can have yourself. lower back problems. Like Tiger had lower back problems. Um, but there's there's like safe ways to play golf. Like, mm. um, I don't know if I necessarily play in that way. But I've got I've got a young limber body that allows me to do a lot in golf. Um, so my goal is to eventually compete in a tournament. Cause like, at yeah. some point the hobby does become boring if you don't have a goal to pursue. Yeah. So like with golf, there's always a goal of like beating your own PR. But, like, I want to beat other people. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about no. tennis again, so... <laughs> like, I want I feel like competition. I don't need that in my hobbies, though. Like, I bake, I sew. <laughs> you got good on the... I you don't want to go to off Great British... No, I have zero that desire so... to place myself in a stressful situation. Yeah. Although, but it doesn't like seem competing. super stressful. You don't like this aspect of well, competition. No, I hate I competition. I'm about baking because you can like provide. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like making food yes. for other people, and I think for sewing too, it's like being able to tailor yeah, exactly. my own clothes, being able to table tailor other people's clothes. It's just yeah, like creating things. That, that's nice. You can tailor my clothes. <laughs> it's the best. But with like climbing, like I don't do it to compete. I just do it for sh Honestly, fun. I'm not gonna lie. I think that's why I might not climb next year if I move. Uh, oh, one, no competition. A, yeah, there's no competition. I mean, there, uh, there, there is, are. But like, yeah, sorry, there yeah. are competitions, but I don't have any desire to, to compete. compete in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think growing up, we always played competitive sports. Yeah, but so. I do oh, miss maybe that's why I don't oh, have it in me. Oh, you never did that. Yeah, I never did a competitive wow. sport. And like, even with orchestra, it wasn't super like, it wasn't like one-on-one, that's, you're yeah, beating you're each other out. It's than just everybody, so you auditioning. Got <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Because like some high school tea. the my lab mate is hyper competitive, and that's because she was like she competes at literally everything, like lawn games. Like whenever she has us over, she makes us play lawn games with her, and she just gets so intense about it, mm. which I love because like I love that she's just like so passionate about these like small games. <laughs> but she was like a very competitive swimmer, and she played mm. on the boys' uh, water polo team in damn. college. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so she competed with a bunch of dudes. That sounds awful. Yeah, but that's how competitive she was. She's mm-hmm. like, I want to do this so I can prove to other people that I can like play with boys in a sport. Oh, yeah, good for her. Hyper competitive person. I love that. And I, I, I'm not. I'm definitely not to that degree, but I definitely miss competition, which we didn't. I we do don't really too. have an adulthood. Oh, I do yeah. miss competition, and that's why I like the race. weightlifting competitions that we used to do. Yeah. But Honestly, again, like, injury prone sports. So. Yeah. If it wasn't for my lower back, I'd probably still com- be competing yeah. in dead or mm-hmm. in powerlifting. If powerlifting was just squatting anymore. and benching, I would do it. But deadlifting, I've hurt myself so many times. It's just it's not worth it anymore. At this point. Yeah. My bench sucks. I don't need my deadlift to carry my numbers. So. Yeah, yeah, you ain't competing in a bench squat I, competition. Oh, yeah. well, actually, my squat's not bad. It's, well, I know, okay. but like your bench. Yeah, my bench sucks so much. Your bench is ass. Oh, my bench is so bad. I never Ayus. got it. I mean, it's getting, it's okay. That's the thing. Like, that's another thing. I'm like, I see how much work it takes to hit like the next milestone in powerlifting, which is why I've also tapered off. Like, I'm at 250 for bench. The next cool milestone is 315. That's so far away. Mm. And like, mm-hmm. squat doesn't have a cool milestone because I'm at 360. Like 405. Each like, plate is another but milestone. 405 doesn't sound cool. 315 sounds cool. Squatting over 400 is a Does, pretty big achievement. I, I don't would know say. why. It just doesn't sound cool in my mind. But like deadlifting 500, that sounds cool in my mind. I don't know why. How far are you close to 400 squat? I'm 40 pounds away. Or from my P. I'm, right now, I'm not 40 pounds away, but I've done a 360 squat. Got it on film back in Denver when I was like. Mm, that's really, that's fitness. a long way away. I know. Dude, Denver me was peak fitness. I looked at peak. some old like uh, fitness videos that I did. I'm just like, holy peak shit. strength. I wouldn't say peak fitness No, peak. Uh, yeah, I wasn't doing that much cardio. So yeah. probably wasn't super fast because I don't know. When I ran my sub five mile was my peak like distance running uh, cardiovascular strength. But, but yeah. cli- does climbing give you any cardiovascular? Not really. I didn't. I, did I think bouldering. if it's just bouldering, it's yeah, like too really. short. Yeah, it's yeah. Do you ever get your heart rate up when you climb? Not, uh, no. Honestly, not really. I don't. Yeah, it's all static, I guess. Yeah. It's not high intensity. But this is... Yeah. I, I think this is... It's This might be my most well-rounded like physical health right now. Mm. Because I'm running right now and I'm weightlifting like mm. a decent amount. Interesting yeah interesting um rachel and i were talking about rock climbers in the car the other day okay um because we noticed the people at vital are drastically different from like the people at where did you climb in denver oh movement yeah oh you never went there though oh you okay you know that and then 
climbers yes. in Ohio are also very different yeah. from the climbers oh, in New York. Yeah, because okay. Jesse right, was explain. was asking whether or not he should get a climbing mm-hmm. membership in Ohio for like social purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because because oh. climbing in New York is very social. Like yeah, everyone's there social. to be friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's all bouldering too, so yeah, they just yeah, sit yeah. around, talk a little bit, go yeah, climb yeah, a little yeah. bit. But it's mostly like just fun times with friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not the same vibes in Ohio oh, or Denver or like I mean, people. Denver, definitely not. But yeah, people climb to climb, to climb, you know, yeah, like right, they're not, right. ti- they're not there to make friends because not that many people go Denver, maybe, Denver, a but lot of go, Ohio, but a lot of go out serious climbers. Yeah. Ohio front group of serious. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 In Ohio, if it's a lot of people climbing, it's like, because it's the little kids that are climbing in their little classes. Um, so mm, it's like people I see, I see. who climb in Ohio take the hobby very seriously mm-hmm. and they're yep. there to like progress themselves right and like not to say that people in new york are generally worse climbers but like they just don't take it as seriously yeah yeah i think what i said was that i think people who climb in new york or people who climb in vital climb for the aesthetic Mm. rather than actually caring about climbing because it's like the trendy thing to do right now is to it's a fun hobby as a collective yeah. yeah i mean i know a couple serious climbers at vital uh but yeah i think they kind of are more of the outlier than the general public mm-hmm. that goes there. yeah and it's not to say that yeah. again like a lot of generalizations people, yeah, yes. yeah a lot of people at vital are very good That's climbers too yeah but when i got there there was a culture shock of like oh people, people are, are not that good <laughs> at climbing here because i used to the, th- the way that i would judge good climbers in ohio was if they had good shoes good right gear, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and so when i got to new york Everyone, Everyone had, had the La Sportiva solutions, like yeah. specifically that model yeah. of shoe. Yeah. And those shoes are expensive, right? Like it's not just a, oh, I'll just get those. <laughs> um, they're like, they run like 200 plus, right? Yeah. For a pair of shoes that you're going to like climb out in like a couple months. Anyways. Yeah, so it's because you got the tech money that's exactly you know, exactly. And so still, yeah. I'd see people wearing those shoes and climbing like V2s and I'd go, whoa (laughs) you're allowed to wear that (laughs) like this is yeah people really do just climb as a hobby here which is great like i think Mm, it makes it more inviting Mm -hmm. um but it certainly is like a different environment Mm. yeah 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 so i was like because i i know for you you were able to make a lot of friends in new york through climbing or not a lot but you have developed a social circle Mm -hmm. through climbing and i was like should i do the same thing here or are those people I want to be friends with. But I have gone climbing a couple of times with my friend and it's a really fun activity to do. Mm-hmm. But my fun. the gym that the really nice climbing gym that's near me doesn't have a great gym, so I'd literally go there just for climbing. Just to climb. And I don't know if that's worth the money every single month. But how much is a climbing gym at your place? It's like eighty five. Oh yeah, Tiana. What I would do to only pay eighty five. Yeah, I think mine is only sixty for students. Yeah. (laughs) But I will say like for me, my climbing community was more of like I was friends with these people first and then found out that they climbed and then we all went climbing together. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean I could see myself getting really into the hobby because there's an aspect of a challenge in this hobby. Mm -hmm. I love high learning curve hobbies because like when you achieve something it's much more satisfying Mm. um such as golf and climbing kind of has the same like 
as you progress, things get exponentially more difficult. Oh, and as so exponentially more difficult. Yeah. As yeah. you kind of surpass each rung, every single step that you move forward is like a, smaller a huge and dopamine smaller. Oh, step. It was oh, yeah. No, no. Say. You make smaller and smaller steps because it starts like plateauing how much you yeah. can improve. Mm-hmm. but um and it's a very technical sport yeah so it's like a lot of technique also involves like strength and athleticism. it's also a lot of like physics and just like mm. body placement which is huh but fun. i found that i think i'm intuitively bad at those kind of sports oh because that's why i don't want to do climbing because i don't like doing things that i know I'm you're not bad at <laughs> whereas, hmm. whereas golf is like i'm swinging something and i've swung rackets a lot mm. growing up it was kind of intuitive for me to adapt my swing. What to about like lifting? Lifting is just a personal health thing. I don't, I don't really treat it as like a... I'm not trying to improve myself in lifting anymore. I'm just trying to maintain at this point. Mm, and there's also not a, a lot there's of technique that's involved in lifting too. So I did get really involved into Olympic lifting during college. Which is a lot. Oh. I was obsessed yeah. with it because it was super technical. Um, and I love that aspect of it. But yeah, um, dragging me into it. I got injured doing it. Dang. So hurt my shoulder snatching. Dang. But I hit my goal of snatching a play and I was which is like not a lot at all. But uh, when I hit the snatch one play, I was like, oh uh there's nothing here for me anymore but i didn't know that you did olympic lifting yeah, for a while i was That's obsessed with it i would watch cali strength youtube videos all the time i still follow all the 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 olympic lifting accounts on instagram like atg mm. uh that God, one dude <laughs> well oh, dang t <laughs> should we do that um Oh, we should do that video. Do that video of like, like uh, who do you have a crush on? Who do you hate? Who do you hate? <laughs> who do you think is the most annoying? That's funny. That's not funny. Um, all funny. members of the family. <laughs> <laughs> just using members of the family. It's oh, Jesse damn, every that time. That is toxic. Damn. What the hell, Rachel? Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Sometimes I feel like you don't even want to be here. Wait, I don't feel like that because you actually say that, so. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm just tired. All right, it oh, is coming up gas. on the deadline. What the? Look who replied to my Instagram story. I haven't heard from her in ages. It's a Oh. <gasps> Whoa. I don't know Dude, Rachel, I feel like you would be such Whoa. good friends with her. Oh, we used to be like <laughs> Pass besties. Me the <laughs> but things got in the way. But anyways. Damn. What a what a Dang. I was just like I still remember that. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Or I'm um, just like How do we talk to... about it hypothetically and incredibly vaguely so <laughs> no one can ever figure out what we're talking about? Well, you used to clown on me for having a lot of platonic girlfriends, and you were like, I don't get it. And then the first time you ever had, like, a good platonic girlfriend, and then you suddenly understand why having platonic girlfriends is... It's awesome. One, it's possible, but two... No, I didn't think it was possible. I was just like... Well, the thing is, I think a lot of these girls had crushes on you. Or if you had asked them out, they would definitely say yes. So I just didn't understand that aspect of that relationship. I think girls are a lot better 
about like suppressing those feelings and moving on mm, though that's true like i feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. guys you kind of make uh, things a little weird i take that back we're gonna cut all this out <laughs> we're gonna cut all of this no out. i'm keeping this in but I having a school, having so. a really strong platonic because like i think this happened before we were super close like having a really strong platonic friendship with a girl or someone of the opposite gender helps a guy grow a lot i think i grew a lot from this relationship because i would ask questions i was afraid to ask girls because i was just like i'm fearful of getting judged i'm fearful of Hmm. like just like oh you should know these kind of things but like when you become really close with a a a girl who's just platonically your friend you can ask those questions and they won't judge you and they'll like they'll tease you maybe but like they won't like be like oh i'm not gonna be your friend or you're weird or anything so i asked a lot of dumb questions to this person yeah you know what's learned even a lot. crazier i just realized i had this experience that you did not you definitely didn't have but back when i was in middle school there was a youth counselor uh we're gonna believe her name but it was right mm-hmm. she okay. used to take me to play tennis all the time and oh, then she would that. just just like andrew like you mm-hmm. need to know this uh as like a guy, a guy. Mm. and he oh. chewed it so i almost yeah, had like an older sister do i have sister. her to thank for your female sensitivity he potentially <laughs> really that's she crazy. that big of a role in your life i, I don't mean, think so i think naturally i think Andrew's i developmentally uh, I think, at that age like that uh, you're right she didn't make like a. I mean she was our really? my like youth group or my sunday school teacher for like six years she was that's uh, true she so was, was like she was every sunday school teacher so for like time. But Esther was my Sunday school teacher for... I don't know why she, like, took me under her wing as, like, almost mm. a pseudo-younger brother. I do think yeah. it is really healthy for any guy to have, like, a like a female companion who you can, like, learn about. Like, in a in a very safe, non-judgmental space, learn about... I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast on this section while you edit this and uh, see what we're keeping in. <laughs> I can't expose anybody, but yeah. Expose... Anyways, I'm, I'm gonna cut okay. all that out. I'm okay, just gonna okay, say okay. I don't think I've ever felt the same way about a guy friend. No, 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 because girls don't need that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, Dang! Oh wait, hold up, hold up. So you know my close girlfriends now. I, you're mm-hmm. honestly like pretty close friends with them. Yeah, um, I love all of your friends. I know, I do too. <laughs> you don't have a I don't. guy counterpart that is me to you. Wait, what? So like my like friendship with karina i'm roommates with her is there any guy right now in your college because i met karina like a year yeah younger than your my sophomore year so mm-hmm. like you're one year older but karina became like one of my closest friends during junior year mm. do you have a guy friend that is equivalent in college right now and i'm not cl- super close with any guy friends um i do have friends that are guys but i don't think there's I feel like all to of learn my about guys, we're just stupid and simple. Such simple. Yeah, no. we really are. We're I think very there's, there's a lot for um, a guy um, to learn about a girl. There's very little for a girl to learn about guys. Yeah, like it's very rare for <laughs> me to find <laughs> the fulfillment that I find in female friendship from from, from guy friendships. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so I think I've the that about yeah you. the the f- male friendships that I have are like. They feel very sibling-like, so it's like right. I look for people oh, who share qualities with I see, you guys I see, I see. that right. like have that propensity to like think about 
how to take mm. care of other people around them not necessarily me but just like i observe like how they care mm, for the people around okay. them and i like admire them and that's like something that i want to learn from mm. from them mm. which is something that i like how i choose to be friends with people if i can observe that they like take very good care of pe the people around them i'm like yes they're like a friend that i want to have in my life yeah you'll never become friends with a guy to learn about that other gender's experience but about like you'll be oh, friends yes. with guys i grew up with four guys like, i feel like i don't need this that. yeah yeah you already but have both i feel like i was acclimated siblings. so well yeah. into how, oh, how this is a man's I, world <laughs> I, I think i think your guy friendships are that much more meaningful than because you're with you're friends with them because you're like oh you're an interesting human being mm, yeah on your own yeah kind yeah. of thing like i have nothing to gain except for like you're interesting and Dang. i can learn aspects of how to be more caring have you seen anymore. barbie yet yeah i saw that day okay i might take philip and john to watch barbie this weekend because i haven't seen it wait oh you haven't seen it oh dang yet. i have so I many free tickets bro oh what are, all right i yeah. want to take philip and john to go watch barbie in any case it is 7 56 we need to get going yeah I wow i'm so surprised by this oh, okay look at the last time we message oh that's crazy jeez yeah. jeez all right sign us out chief Anyways, thank you all for tuning into this scatterbrain episode of the Rooftop So Pod. scattered. And the sun is out. We could have... Okay, so we want to do an outdoor episode, except for it was raining earlier, so we're indoors. But maybe tomorrow we'll do an outdoor episode. That'd so, be nice. um, yeah, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Rooftop Pod. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please like, comment, subscribe. I've never said this as part no, of the outro. No, I've you never said that. But Which is why I'm the like count is so low. No, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, no, honestly, maybe maybe these no. calls actually work. Actually, I want to test that hypothesis. It does because, when, or it does for me, when a YouTuber is like, please like the video. I oh, you actually go and like it? If it's a oh, person that do. I subscribe to, yeah. Sometimes out of spite, I won't like it. Oh, because we are two very to. different you people. You guys are two I'm very different people. Andrew's a pushover, Jesse is not. Um, but what I would like for people That's to do is... <laughs> oh, sorry. I was Andrew... going to say a supporter. <laughs> Andrew's a good supporter. Jesse is not. <laughs> um, no, I like, I like people Why who I, I like. Why just roasting But I would never today? like someone's video just because they said to like it. Like, I would only like it if the video was also good. you actually good. liked yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I would never like just because they asked me to kind of thing. I mean, there's people that I watch every week and then like you I'll auto like it. No, I oh. only like it when they say something in their video, but oh. I won't like it every yeah. week. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh, it was a good video. And I'll click away. And then like whenever they call it out, I was like, oh. You're I use right. my likes like very it. sparingly. I'm very um, stingy with my likes. I use my likes as a way to bookmark videos. But there's oh, a bookmark true. button. I know. <laughs> I do both. I like in both because uh, then I can find it in two different mm -hmm. places. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just like my, I give my like a lot of value. I'm just like, I'm not giving you this like unless. I <laughs> You're not really getting like my stamp of approval. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Um, oh, well. But please give me your stamp <laughs> of approval. <laughs> Don't be like us. No. Um, be, be like Andrew. I do. I do. I would like for everyone who has listened to enough episodes of the Rooftop Pod on Spotify to give us a five star. Oh, but I, I feel like if I ask people to do that, people might just like out of spite give me a no three here's a zero right, star we gotta, we gotta we gotta wrap this up oh yeah anyways Stop rambling i don't know i'm just my mind is going all over the place right now um really? yeah so i'm your host jesse signing out with me is my sister rachel and my brother andrew and we will catch you on the next episode of the rooftop pod peace, peace.